so my three-star horse, he gets ridden bareback almost every time I do dressage is bareback. Um, unless if I'm getting ready for a show, I'll put a saddle on him. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Cowboy Magic. Thank you so much, Cowboy Magic. Karen, what do we have this week? This week, we have the Cowboy Magic Concentrated Rosewater Conditioner. It is a new innovation in the equine market. As it is massaged in, the formula will dissolve mineral and chemical buildup deposited by water. After rinsing, the hair will be left in an ultra-clean, almost virgin state. That's awesome stuff, Karen. The stuff is amazing. You can, they're even using it on people, Karen. Yes, they are. Yes. So it's amazing stuff. Wonderful. Get it. it long, it's long-lasting. It's fantastic stuff. So thank you so much, Cowboy Magic. We're sure to appreciate it. You have the best products. and uh, We just, love them. We're just so, so happy to be on your squad. So thanks a lot, Cowboy Magic. What did you get this time from our good friends at Fairfax and Favor? I got the Monaco wedges in the navy blue suede and also the British equestrian tassels. Yep. Yeah, very cool. So uh, somebody did a really good job of picking this stuff out for you. I think so. Uh, what's really cool is the wedges have like an embossed Fairfax and Favor on the toe of the shoe, on top of the shoe. And then they have the little tassel on the back. Very little, mini little Fairfax and Favor tassel on the back, which makes it a very, very cute detail. How comfortable are they, Karen? You wear so them? comfortable. Really? Because I know uh, you are funny with your shoes. I know, I am. And I always worry about getting your shoes, but um, especially cute shoes, because for some reason they seem to hurt the most. But I, I love them. They're perfect. You love them? Perfect. Super, super. The tassels, they're British equestrian, mm-hmm. red and blue and blue so like blue on one side red on the other so you got a cool little contrast on the boots so can't wait to put them on my Regina boots yeah one bit yeah so fantastic so listen go to fairfaxandfavor.com triple crown feed oh yeah triple crown big fans of triple crown feed they have tons of of great products out there Mm -hmm. premium stuff Karen what do you got to say over there so triple crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twist. Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have a great feed comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. Trish Scott's got us covered, and she can cover you. Trish is on with us to talk about equine mortality and medical coverages, which there's a lot of changes, Trish. So tell us what's going on in the industry right now, and how can you help people? Yeah, there's a lot of changes going on in the equine mortality medical coverage right now. And I just wanted to put the word out there that we don't have to be afraid. Changes are coming, but... Um, I can certainly take care of, you know, whatever, you know, whatever questions, concerns, you know, our inventors have. Um, right now, the biggest one is Great American is not offering any medical coverage to any renewals or new business. But, and the thing is with our inventors, they're the one of the top three rated horses for, um, you know, for mortality. 
So it's a very unique breed of animal, very unique training. So we need to make sure that your policy is covered. Um, I have access to some of the top rated carriers right now. They are all offering full mortality, medical, surgical, any coverage is needed for our vendors. Don't worry about it. Just give me a call. I'll be more than happy to walk through your current policy and make sure that your renewal is covering your horse. Not a problem. Just give me a call. I'm always available. 484-319-8923. Cooler weather is just around the corner, so don't let your horse get caught in the cold. Yeah, a turtleneck has your horse's Clothing needs covered care. They sure do. Don't let your horse get caught out in the cold on that first cold night of the season. Now is the time to shop and purchase your fall and winter blankets, Karen. So how do people learn more? So for sizing and temperature guidelines, you can go to turtleneck.biz. Riding Goat has some exciting new outerwear pieces coming out this year. And pre-orders will begin after Labor Day, Tuesday, September 6th. See what's new and use MLE10 at checkout to save 10% by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob, today's guest does it all. She does it all, Karen. She's an advanced rider. Yep. USDF bronze medalist. Yes, incredible. She does barrels. Barrel racing. Barrel racing. (laughs) And she was a previous guest. Welcome back, Anna Pierce. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yep. So yeah. Anna was on the young adult roundtable that we had not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was so interesting. We we liked all the guests. Most of them were on before. So we're going to try to get everybody back on individually so everyone has a chance to yeah. be introduced privately um, one-on-one because all those guests were very, very very, very cool. Very accomplished. Yeah, definitely. So again, thank you to our friends at athletics, mm-hmm, Frankie, Frankie and, and her whole team out there for helping. And works with those guys. And, uh, it's always nice to, to work with our friend, Frankie. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, she's yeah. amazing. She is. She amazing. is. You know, she's on the video. She kind of looks like Frankie right there. She has a Frankie look <laughs> going right yeah, now. I, don't know, I, maybe Frankie's so. I will take it. I will look like her all day long. <laughs> look like an old junior Frankie. Frankie Jr. Frankie Jr. <laughs> uh, so, Anna, the last time we were talking to you, you were on your way to uh, a barrel show. Is that what it's called? A show? Barrel? Yes. Yes. That was a jackpot. So that was a barrel race jackpot. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So you're obviously not on your way anywhere now. Yeah, she's all cleaned up. I know, she she's all cleaned up. up. Yes. So where are you coming to uh, to us from? Uh, I'm in my house and I'm going to go to dinner after this. So we're going to a really nice restaurant. So I went ahead and got cleaned up beforehand. She put oh. her face on, as they say. <laughs> She, she didn't yes. get dressed up for us. She didn't get dressed up for us. She was in like <laughs> cowboy hat and belt buckles and blue jeans. Uh, hey, I can do that too. I can do best of both worlds. Uh, yeah, she up good. Do you? Do, how'd you do in the jackpot? Did you win the jackpot? Um, I got a check the first night. The night I talked to you guys, I got a ninety-five-ish dollar check, um, top twenty. And then the next night, I got a faster time, but there was harder competition. Um, I was still top twenty, but I didn't pull a check. Wow. Okay. Whatever. Look, we're lucky. Yeah. She didn't yeah. talk to us. If she talked to us <laughs> I, I the know. second night, the <laughs> money would have come in. So lesson, lesson is: you get on the show, you make money. <laughs> That's, yeah, every night I gotta talk to you guys before I go. For for a small percentage, we'll gladly there do you that. go. <laughs> Until the ruck, luck runs out. Yeah, sounds great. 
So Anna, can you take us back and tell us your origin story and tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing and everything else? Okay, it's going to be a long one, but I I was two years old and my neighbor had a birthday party. She's across the street from me and they had pony rides. Um, I had never like seen a horse before in my life and I rode one of those ponies and then I would not leave it the entire birthday party. Um, I like my dad tried to make me leave cause he had to watch us the whole time. Um, and he was trying to coax me with cake and everything. I would, me and me and one of my other neighbors would not leave the pony. Like one would ride and one would help lead. Uh, so we take turns. And then ever since that day, I would beg my mom for lessons. And then when I was four years old, I got accepted into a lesson program because normally they start at like six, I think. Um, so I started hunter jumper. I started as a hunter, which I know you won't like, but yeah, Karen's got a real problem with that. <laughs> me, I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it it was good because they forced me to ride correctly and have a good position before I was allowed to jump. Um, I had to actually trot ar- around the arena at the end of my lesson without stirrups, posting, not missing a diagonal, two laps each way before I was allowed to um, start jumping lessons. And I did that within three months. Uh, I was four, still four at the time. I did it within three months. (laughs) Um, And so I did my first show when I turned five. And then it's been like crazy since then. Um, I saw the dark side with the jumpers. So I switched to that um, because it was more fun. And then when I was like 10, I switched to eventing because I found uh, at the library, I found a VHS of the little horse that could, which was Aaron Gobra. And we would have to rent that out continuously um, every time it was like due. And that's how I found eventing. And I've been eventing ever since. That wasn't that long of a story. She no. <laughs> was a natural. She was young. They were like, oh, we're going to give her this test with the whole trotting thing and yeah, she'll yeah, never pass oh, it. yeah she won't pass no no they're like let's see how determined this kid really is well i think that's a good test before mm-hmm. you can it start moving up you gotta give a little yeah. test mm-hmm. i think that's a good idea throw that carrot out there and get mm-hmm. the get the young one interested and in learning the fundamentals so that's not mm-hmm. bad that mm-hmm. teacher was probably mm-hmm. pretty good so you did well the, and it made my leg really stable like by having to do it without stirrups and you weren't allowed to like miss your diagonal um, at all. You had to stay on the correct beat. It made you strong enough so that when you did start jumping, you weren't like jumped out of the tack or anything. Cause I was itty bitty. I was tiny, tiny, tiny. And so even the ponies were big for me. So she was also concerned about like me staying on. <laughs> so whose but, birthday part, whose birthday party was this that you wouldn't let the birthday person be on their pony? <laughs> that was my childhood best friend. Uh-huh. Um, her name's Jessica Hen. She's actually a professional rider as well now. So like I got into the horses and then once I started taking lessons, she made her parents let her take lessons. And then we kind of just like built off of each other. Wow. Like a very, it was very toxic, unhealthy for the parents, but. <laughs> <laughs> and what discipline is she doing now? She's hunter jumper still. Okay. So we both started as hunter jumpers and then she stayed on the hunter jumper track and said I was crazy. <laughs> so then you went straight jumpers and then how did you start branching out into all these different disciplines? Like how did this happen? Yes. So I 
we had a little local, I say it's a local rodeo, but it's a championship series, actually. Um, they have a rodeo every weekend from the end of June to the end of August. And it was like 45 minutes from my house in Dallas. Um, and so when I was four, like when I started lessons, my parents took me there um, because they were like, oh, this is something Anna might like. There's horses involved. And I did. I loved it. And I wanted to do barrel racing, but nobody wore helmets back then. So my mom said, absolutely not. And then also like barrel horses are known to be a little bit hot. And so um, she said, they're nuts. The horses are nuts. And then like the re- they have no helmets on. This is just like a recipe for disaster. So she wouldn't let me. Um, and then during COVID and I had nothing to do, I found a YouTuber named Fallon Taylor. Um, so this is 2020. And she actually barrel races in helmets. And she like her whole kind of motto is like, do what you want to do. And like, don't worry about everybody else's opinions and that kind of stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I just, we, we went and we bought a barrel horse two weeks later. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so and what, when did you, okay. So, so 2020 year, you start barrels. When did you start eventing? When did you transition from eventing or from just show jumping to, to eventing? I did that when I was 10. Um, and like my first real eventing thing that I did, like first real cross country schooling was a Boyd Martin clinic on, um, a little quarter horse pony that I had. And that happened because I had the option of going to do that or going on a school trip because they would cost the same amount of money. And so I picked, I was like, I'm going to go ride with an Olympian. Are you crazy? (laughs) So, so you had never cross country schooled before, and then you went right to a clinic. Yep, with your oh show jumping goodness. horse. Uh, well, she was a quarter horse. She did everything. She did like four H shows with me because I was uh, in Pony Club, four H, okay. all of that stuff. So, like, I did a lot of different stuff with her, and um, yeah, we just went and like the lowest level they had was beginner novice. So, we just went and did it. How'd it go? It went really well, actually. She was super good. And um, I, from what I remember, she jumped everything. But I do have a really cute picture. Um, I was like, I was a hunter. So I was leaning at fences and like jumping up her neck too much. So I have a picture of Boyd like showing me what my jump position was. But it looks like he's like bowing to me on my pony. <laughs> so that's like my favorite thing that came out of that clinic was that picture. Oh, well, we know what the cover of this uh, this is. I know be. we it's need just, that, we need that picture. We need that picture. That's the cover. So when everyone listens and how they get this cover, this is how we got the cover. Yep, this is how we this is how we got into it. That's really wild. That's Very really cool. cool. Yeah. And was that? And you're you're in Texas, right? Yes. So he had yep. come to Texas or did you guys have to travel for this clinic? No, he was here in Texas. He was in like a really small town named uh, called Cossey, Texas at Meadow Creek Park. And they still do um, event shows there. Very cool. Hmm. So yeah. and now at this time, so now, now, now that little quarter horse is now show jumping or what, what at this time was show jumping. And then you started eventing with this quarter horse. Mm-hmm. Wow. What yep. a good little horse. Yeah. Yes, she's in my barn still. She's twenty three or twenty four oh. now. How about that? That's that's. Neat. I yeah. love the quarter horses. There, there's a lot of really good 
horses at dinner. Mm-hmm. Where like mm-hmm. Quarter horses is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what else I like? I like Morgans a lot. I think Morgans are good, sturdy, good horses. Yeah. I like, I like a good yeah, one. Yeah, we knew, yeah. We knew like, a couple good. A, we knew a couple good Morgans. Yeah. Morgans, you know. Mm-hmm. I like Arabians too. And of course, the. I mean, I guess I like all horses pretty much when it comes down to it. But I don't know. I like which, a good quarter horse. What's your favorite though? What's my favorite? Yeah. You know, the ones mm-hmm. that we've seen at the uh, Horse Expo. Oh, I like the Icelandic. The Icelandic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I've never seen one of those in person oh, before, actually. My. <laughs> well, we saw an Icelandic. <laughs> they put on a show. These Icelandic people came in with their, with their horses. Don't call them ponies. Mm-hmm. They get very upset. These Icelandics <laughs> are like, they're like Vikings. So don't, they're like, they're yeah. very agitated. But and next thing you know, they had like fancy costumes and, and sparklers on their. They were uh, yeah, they would put sparklers on their feet, and they were on the oh on gosh. the horses, like on their yeah <laughs> on, on the their horses' legs. feet. No, on the no, riders' legs. I was the riders. I thought, uh, uh, there were sparklers. I don't all know. Over there the were sparklers. It was kind of like what is happening? And they're just <laughs> doing their fast walking around. It was very very. Uh, it was wild. It was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I um we were at River Glen just. A couple of weeks ago, and we went to Dolly Parton's um, oh, yeah. Stampede, mm-hmm. and they have a flame like it's almost like a keyhole. And there was a girl that was like she was riding, I don't know how what you call it, but where she's standing on two horses' backs, mm-hmm. and she like had them jump through this flaming keyhole. I'm like, my horse, my event horses would not get within uh, 500 feet of that thing. <laughs> oh. Maybe. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Just training. It's just training. Not fire. Not fire. <laughs> Next month in, in, on Facebook, we're going to see Anna Pierce jumping through the fire on the back of her horse stage. Like stand up driving them. She's going to be at the. Hey, uh, by the way, you're, you are all this while you're still in school. So, are, how, uh, mind if I ask, how old are you now currently? I just turned 22 on July 19th. Wow. So, you're mm-hmm. accomplishing show jumping and eventing and all that stuff. Did you go straight through regular high school or did you bail out or what did, how did you work at? So I was homeschooled from sixth grade through 12th through now, basically. Um, my mom was a fifth grade teacher, so she helped me a lot. Um, but I did co-op through middle school and high school. And then when I was a freshman in high school, I did dual credit classes at our community college. And I stayed there for a long time. Um, I never took a gap year or a semester off. So that way, like, I would always be enrolled in school. Um, but some semesters, I only took one class because of, like, the shows were so much that I wouldn't have done well in one of the aspects. Um, and so now it's kind of like, okay, either you finish the school or just stop what you're doing. So now I'm actually doing full class loads. Um, but I... I took one full year at Baylor University because we're 30 minutes from campus. Um, But the classes there are really hard and I'm a business major and they're like the toughest on their business and medical students. So um, when I told them like I just wanted to go to Florida and do two shows, they were like, are you mental? (laughs) And so I was not allowed to have that much time off or I would have failed um, all of my classes for missing, um, missing class. Um, So after the spring semester, I transferred to Purdue University Global and that's where I'm at now um, to finish my degree. Is that online? Purdue online? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, you know, 
<clears throat> just like certain high schools, like our high school where our kids went, mm-hmm. there was not that they were not cool with bailing on school for a little, you know, or just getting homework and taking it and doing it at home yeah. about why you went to yeah. show. So, no, but, and all. then some high schools are cool with it, you mm-hmm. know, same with mm-hmm. colleges. If you go to Kentucky and you're an eventer, we've talked to lots of, you know, Cosby we had on when she, she, yeah. you know, she was in that group thing with you and mm-hmm. she went to, she's in Kentucky mm-hmm. and they seem to get it, yeah. you know, and yeah. so, uh, but then, you know, different schools. So anyone out there that's listening, you know, you might want to talk to the, 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 the admissions and maybe some advisors and maybe have to seek out if there's any other riders there and ask these mm-hmm. questions. Cause you, you know, well, and like for me, regular, like I say regular classes or regular degrees at Baylor, they have a way less strict, uh, policy for you, but you, uh, when you talk to the Dean of the business school, that's when it starts like getting really strict and they pretty much say no, unless you're on, like one of their teams, then you can kind of do, you can get away with a lot more than what, if you're just a regular student, um, because that was always their first question. Well, are you on the team? And I was like, well, no, cause I'm professional. And then they were like, well then no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. They got a promise. They frown upon that apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, how, t- tell us about, we heard about your quarter horse. So tell us about, you you do all these different disciplines. How many horses do you have, and and do, like the how many do you have to ride daily? Um, so I own five, and then I have one client horse. Um, that's not mine, like fully owned by a client, and then I have uh, one working student who has her horse here with us. So we have eight horses on property. Um, and I'm responsible for seven of them, like riding daily. Um, so yeah. And like two of the ones that I own are kind of lesson horses or like I have a student that rides one of our ponies that's for sale, um, until she sells to kind of, she needs the experience and the pony needs the experience. So I'm responsible for the work of that pony, but the other kid normally rides her for me instead. So it kind of balances. Um, I ride about five horses a day normally on average. And now, and this isn't, the, what makes this interesting? I mean, there's a lot of interesting yeah. stuff here. We got lots of stuff to talk about. <laughs> you know, and you're, one horse is in a dressage saddle, another's in a jump saddle, another's in a Western saddle. Is that kind of how it goes? Or, or like how, how many of these horses, how do these horses break up in different um, disciplines? Um, a lot of them practice a lot of like things. So like the barrel horse will go bareback or he'll go in a jump saddle. He does gallop sets as well. Um, like beginner novice type, uh, gallop sets, I would say, cause I want him fit, but I don't want him hot. Um, so everybody kind of goes in the same saddles. Um, but I do a lot of bareback on mine because it's easier for me to feel what's happening under me. And I, also, I get more fit from doing that. And then um, it's easier for me to kind of correct them and they get a little bit more tuned to my aids. That's just personal preference. A lot of riders have different preferences, but um, like especially my three-star horse, I do mostly, most of my dressage bareback on him um, because the saddle like restricts my feel of his back. It's really weird, but I can feel what's happening under me better bareback. <laughs> 
Wow. Hmm. So when mm-hmm. you put a saddle on, okay, okay, let's break this down. <laughs> Back up. I, I, need, I, I, need, I need details here. So, all right, well, let me start. Before I get to the bareback dressage, how how are how is a barrel horse trained like you can't i mean i imagine you can't do barrels every day so how what is what is like a a weekly training schedule for a barrel horse so for my barrel horse i take him to a reigning cow horse trainer of once every other week um we do reigning um flat work i guess is what you could say um so he does spins and he works on a stop And then we work on him detaching his like shoulder and his hip whenever I ask him to. So like we'll go in a circle and almost think like if I want him to detach his hip, we say from the circle, I kind of do like a shoulder in on the circle and like the haunches come out. Or if I want him to detach his shoulder, he does a haunches in same kind of principles, but different cues. Um, And then that, that helps the barrel racing so that he turns sharper and like I can push him faster for longer into the barrel. And then when I take my legs off, he immediately stops and turns. Um, because a lot of girls, if you watch the barrel racing, like they have to pull on them to get them to, we call it right, which is a fancy word for like half halt in front of the barrel um, and turn it. So if he's essentially connected to my seat and legs, more like a reining horse, I can push him faster and I will essentially be faster than the other girls. Um, and so when you're practicing the barrels, I only practice barrels once a week on him. So if I'm going to a race, I'll do that. Like the night before I'll just trot around the barrels. I won't lope him, which is canner. Lope is also canner, the same word uh, or different words, same gate. Um, and so then he'll run his actual lope. He'll run his pattern at the jackpot. Um, but you only do that once a week because it's just like jumping. It's really hard on their body, really hard on their legs. So you don't want to do it every day. Um, so he does the raining twice a week. He barrel he does barrel work once or twice. And then he'll either do raining once, I mean, dressage once or twice. So raining is the main focus on him and then the barrels and then the dressage. So is that a six so day, he, is that a six day week? Wow. Yes. And when I'm not home, my working student um, lunges him in the psoas system um, to keep him over the back and stretching. Gotcha. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So now let's talk about your event horse. So well, now uh, the dressage. So you're riding a lot bareback. And I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Obviously, the connection doesn't get mm-hmm. any better than that. Um, so tell us, okay. So, it, you 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 made it sound like you're almost always bareback. So are we talking? Are you jumping bareback now? Are you okay. no? So okay. so let's talk about your eventing. What tell us about your eventing <laughs> schedule with these horses? So my three star horse, he gets ridden bareback almost every time I do dressage is bareback. Um, unless if I'm getting ready for a show, I'll put a saddle on him um, because obviously you can't do dressage bareback at a show. I wish he could because my test would be way better. <laughs> but wow. he, so when we're at home, like right now, we're in between two shows. We're in between River Glen and Plantation with him. So he's uh, in that stage where every day is bareback and dressage. And then um, he gallops once a week and then he jumps once a week. So, and his jumping goes from cross country school or grid work or show jumping. I just pick which one I think needs, he needs. 
And that kind of just goes off of feel. Like, so if I gallop him and he feels a little rusty on his, um, like going forward, coming back, his brakes and stuff, then we'll go out and we'll school some baby stuff cross country. Or if I'm doing show jumping and I feel like he's not paying attention, we'll do grid work the next week. And that's kind of how that varies. And then his gallop sets, he does a lot of interval gallop sets. So like um, he trots for five minutes, gallops for seven, trots for five, walks for two. And then we repeat that three times because we don't have a hill. So we just have to go based off of aerobic work um, to get him fit. And then I'll have lessons with my trainer here and probably about every month, once or twice a month. And I just kind of text her and I'm like, I need a flat lesson this time or I need a cross country lesson this time and just kind of whatever feels rusty. Hmm. Wow. So most of it's my, by myself. Most of my work is by myself. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now mm-hmm. you told us uh, your three-star horse is he has one eye, correct? Yes. So mm-hmm. do you have to do anything different with your training because of that? At home? Not really. Um, he's kind of a normal horse at home. But when I school cross country, um, I'll try to make the right turns always. So his right eye is the one that he's blind in. So um, for him, like the only time I notice a handicap is on cross country. And it's only when we're turning right. If he doesn't see a fence in time and he physically can't jump it, he won't, which is smart. That way we stay safe. Um But I'm trying to, I always constantly try to find different ways to do combinations that help him out a little bit, um, give him that opportunity to have half a second longer of seeing the fence, um, which he's getting much more adjustable because so he's a thoroughbred. So he can go from a 12 foot canter down to a 10 foot really quickly, like within one stride. Um, So he's really adjustable, which helps with the handicap. Um, but I'm always trying to teach him more angles, stuff like that, angling corners, angling skinnies that way, like at River Glen, I came into the first combination and it was like a skinny right-handed, really tight turn, um, three strided line to a corner. So I came in at an angle on the skinny so that the turn to the corner was a little bit straighter and he had a little bit longer time for seeing that corner. So I have to get a little bit more creative with him, but he's super honest. So if I have him pointed at the fence and he sees it, he'll jump it. So you're taking the, the, the element prior to the one in the blind spot on an angle, mm-hmm. not the one, not, not, not the one that's like on the blind spot. You're taking the one prior to, so he has a little more time seeing. Okay. Very cool. Yes. And then sometimes like if, it's a line where I can come backwards at it. So like if I can jump the first one, like away from the second one and make a bend in the line, sometimes I have to do that. Um, so I just kind of have to see what the combination is and how the terrain is set up and um, what I feel would be best for him. Wow. That's amazing. Now I don't know mm-hmm. much about horse eyes, but I know with human eyes, you need both eyes for depth perception. Does that, mm-hmm. is that, uh, does that mean your, connection your your cue to to jump your you know is that have is that much more will he miss easily if someone else is riding him and they're they're not aware of this let's say does he have trouble do you have to judge the depth perception for him um he's really connected to me now because i've had him for nine years um so for me like 
when I ride him now, I don't notice it at all. He's pretty in tune to me. Like when I see a distance, he's pretty much on it too. Um, but I did let one of my students jump him a couple months ago and they were just doing little stuff and she was trying to let him find the distance and it was a little hard for him. Um, so I think that if somebody else got on him, it, it would take him a little bit to learn their body language because that's what he reads for me is he reads when, when my body changes, like when I see the distance or I, I move slightly and he feels it and he knows. Um, so that's kind of how he can tell when he's supposed to jump or not because their eyes are on the side of their heads. So like the left, he can see really well, but then the right, he can't. And that's kind of what comes in with the jumps. So like I have to have his head cocked sometimes so that like, okay, I'm coming into a combination with a right-handed turn. So I'm going to have him bent to the right so we can see it a little bit quicker, um, which affects the straightness. So then I have to have him straighter through my legs and just have his nose um, flexed to the right. But mm. Well, you got to work it around. Yeah. It. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Very cool. making it work. So, mm-hmm. and okay, so as any uh, the event horse, the, your barrel horse, do you have a straight show jumping horse too, or horses, or um, or are you I are you just not. those two disciplines right now, or are you or do you have a or or and or the or do you still have dressage horses where you're doing pure dressage too? I have a pure dressage horse right now. He used to event, but he's a stallion, and he went up to training level. And I'm not comfortable with going prelim and higher on a stallion because if I messed up and then I came off, it's kind of dangerous <laughs> for other people on other horses um, because he knows, like, he had to be teased to be collected. So he thinks that any other horse, like, if he doesn't have a rider on his back, then he has a different job. So we're working through that right now because when he goes to the FEIs for dressage, I'll have to jog him. So we're working through that problem. But I feel like if he didn't have anybody controlling him, it might be a problem. Um, So I stopped eventing him this time last year and focused on straight dressage. And he moved up three levels uh, this past year. So he did his first third level test in January. And he did, he, we tried fourth level just to see where we were at. Didn't go well. Um, then we moved up to fourth level in February after we went back to the drawing board. And then this weekend he's moving up to pre-St. George. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the horse you got your bronze medal on? He's not actually. The horse I got my bronze medal on was River King, who was my event horse who died last year from oh. cancer. Oh, oh man. That's yeah. <laughs> Here I go bringing up some oh. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But this one, this one's close to getting me my silver. So if we get two scores above or 60% or higher, then I have my silver. Wow. There There we go. Mm -hmm. Solid. Yeah. Now I saw that you announced that you entered in your first stock horse of Texas show. Yes. What is that? So that is like an unrecognized organization for reigning cow horse. So um, oh goodness, like maybe two months ago, I started doing the reigning cow horse lessons to fix the barrel or like help the barrel horse. Um, and he put me on, my trainer put me on one of his finished reined cow horses at the end of my lesson with the purpose of trying to get me hooked. And he was successful. Um, so ever since then, I've been taking lessons like 
as much as possible with him. And he's letting me borrow one of his daughter's horses for a show September 9th through the 11th um, at the Stock Horse of Texas, which is in Hamilton, Texas. Um, And it's just an unrecognized show to get my feet wet, but you can still win money even at the recognized shows, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, there's money in the Western yeah. disciplines. We need some money. I in know, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We do. So yeah, let, let, and like this reigning cow horse is like the Western version of eventing. I forgot to say that it's like the Western version of eventing. So you do three different. Um, they call it events. So you have a reigning pattern, a fencing pattern, which is with a single cow, where you show you how well you can control that one cow, and then you have a herd. Um, event, which is where you go into a herd of cows and like you, uh, cut one out and then you keep it away from the herd and show your ability to control that cow. Then you let it go back in the herd and you do that for three minutes. Do you have to keep picking out the same cow? You can pick whichever cow you want, whichever, like, so you go and you sit in the stands before you run and you study which cows are, would fit your horse the best and show him off. Like you want to be able to show stops and turns. And like, I don't know if you've seen cutting videos where horses get really down into the dirt and they kind of go side and side and they don't really move much. So you want to pick one that can do that. And then you want to pick a cow that will kind of challenge your horse a bit, like run back and forth a bit um, to try to get back to the herd. So you kind of just, you do, you just pick to see which cow you can get the highest score with. Gotcha. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like, like bull riding, you know, you want the you want a you want a bull that's gonna dazzle, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you hope you hang on, right? right, right. <laughs> so if you pick one that's solid, you know. So you, you know mm-hmm. you want to pick one like you said that fits you. So I guess you want one that's a, a cow that's spicy enough to get you get you moving around, but maybe not like the most athletic cow exactly. <laughs> that because you're gonna you lose. It, you don't want it to beat you, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> So you want one that's like, it got the moves, but not quite, you know, 90% or like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, not quite exactly. the top, top count. There you go. All right, cool. Yeah. And you have but to somehow kind of remember trying that to find like, No, go ahead. You have to somehow remember the looks of this little cow or, wow. Holy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> sometimes you get lucky and they got like numbers on their hip, but sometimes you don't get that lucky. So. That's very interesting. Yeah, I know you're going to be coming to plantation. You mentioned that you're coming to plantation. So how how do you um, prepare for plantation? While you know, like you're you're going to be in doing a cutting thing, and then you have plantation, and then like how does that schedule work? And then you got to you got travel you here. Travel? Do you drive yourself? Do you ship the horse? How does this work? Um. So my mom and I drive the horse ourselves. Um. And my mom is really, really picky about the horses and trailers. So she like, we, she would never let me throw one of my horses on a hauler, like a commercial hauler. She would want to do it herself. The only thing she can't do is fly a plane. So if we ever have to ship one overseas, she can't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, going to Europe, she <laughs> I, might have, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe mom's got a cargo plane in the backyard. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> mom, but, mom, I'm saying pilot's lessons as we speak. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's very particular. Um, I'm surprised she lets me drive by myself now, but she does. Um, so we drive our own horses. But so this shot show in Hamilton is about 45 minutes or an hour from our house. 
and I have lights in my arena, so I will work my event horse to get, because we leave the Monday after the SHOT show to drive to Plantation. So I'll be working my event horse either early morning or late in the night um, when I get home from the SHOT show every day. And then normally when I'm gone, my working student will, I will write her a schedule so she'll hack or trot or um, put horses on the walker or pissoa them. Uh, but she doesn't jump or do f- like dressage on mine while I'm gone, except for my pony, like my 25-year-old pony. She'll run through her dressage tests on her and stuff. Um, but that's how my horses stay fit while I'm gone. And then honestly, it doesn't take much to get them ready for shows. Um, because I do all my homework in the off season. So like the dressage horse that's moving up this weekend, he did all his homework uh, this summer to get ready for moving up. And so whenever I get on him at home, it's more of like just checking all the gears, making sure they're all there and seeing what we need to um, polish before we go. So that's kind of how that goes, which makes it a little difficult like during the season because you can't, like really progress up levels during this show season. Um, But like my horses during the breaks, they get, that's when I train them like to improve more. Gotcha. Hmm. So when you come to plantation, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. is that a, is that just you come for the week and then you're right back on the trailer and head home or do you get to to Mm -hmm. stay and. Nope. I will be like literally coming for the weekend and then going home. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then we'll do the same thing for Terra Nova and then try on, I might be able to go there early, but we have a, an event here in area five that um, some clients want to go to. So I might not get to, because there's a Tricaner um, inspection there the weekend before try on. And my German trainer, he will be there. He's the breed director for Tricaners. So um, I was hoping to go early and get lessons with him, but it might not happen. Gotcha. Hmm. So your German <laughs> trainer, now explain, okay, you had mentioned that you have a coach. And is this German trainer the same person or is this another a little one you sprinkle in for help? This is, this is a guy that we sprinkle in for help. Um, he's phenomenal. Um, I rode with him, like I had my first actual lessons with him last year in November and he revolutionized the way I rode dressage and two lessons. So, um, I sent him videos when I can, but like he lives in Germany. So, um, I have yet to really, really figure out the video lessons, but I will send him videos and talk to him on the phone. Um, and then I have my trainer here in Texas. I train with more on a regular basis since I was 14. Um, and then the German guy I ride with when I can. And like he goes to Wellington a lot. So when we go to Florida for um, the winter season for January, February shows, um, I'll go up to Wellington for about 10 days and ride with him. Wow. Mm-hmm. So are you, so, so in for January, February, you go to Ocala and then mm-hmm. just kind of trailer into Wellington as needed. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so like Ocala, um, rocking horse one, and it has like the first intermediate that I'll do on the one-eyed horse. 
And then there's about 10 days in between, like there's a weekend between one and two for Rocking Horse. So that week between the two, I'll go to Wellington with uh, my one-eyed horse, Jax, and my dressage horse, Barbie, and train down there. And then I'll go straight from Wellington back to Rocking Horse for the um, Rocking Horse 2. Wow. Hmm. She's got a secret mm-hmm. weapon. I know, right? Got a secret weapon. <laughs> so let's talk about the business. So you 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 are a professional. You have a working student. You have a client <laughs> horse, at least one. How does and and you're a full time student. So how how do you work it? Like, what is your business? What is your business? Are are all of your disciplines that you're doing your dressage, your western, and your eventing? Are they all business, or is one of them your business and everything else or hobby? Like, t- let, t- talk to us about this. The Western is hobby right now. Um, and that is, I want to keep it that way as much as possible. Like only have my personal horses that are doing Western because I honestly started Western um, as more of like a mental uh, decompression from all of the stress and pressure on the English horses. And that is still what I do. So like if I feel anxious or stressed or at my wit's end, I'll call my reigning trainer and say, hey, I need a lesson tomorrow. And I'll go ride with them and I can forget about everything else that's happening in my life. Um, And then my English horses are my business. So like I have an event slash show jumping horse that's um, an investment resale project that we're doing and we want to do more of those. And then I have the dressage horse. That's a full client horse um, that he pays for board and training um, shows and all that stuff. So I, and then I also teach lessons. So I teach lessons here. And then I also drive to Dallas once a week um, for clients that live there. And then like, so I literally will drive, um, there, teach lessons in the afternoon, and then drive back home wow. once a week. Hmm. Have you ever done the working student full time thing with anybody? Or nope. Wow. I did not. When you go to Ocala, do you do you stable by yourself, or do you have? Uh, are you at a place where there's other pros? Um, I'm normally by myself. I normally find like a horse hotel with a nice um, like outdoor or something to ride at. Um, or like Sweet Dixie, those kind of places that do winter stabling. And then I just go to different people for lessons. So like um, Buck is one that I go to lessons. Leslie's one. Um, Kirk Webby, who's a New Zealand show jumper. Um, That kind of thing. I want to go to Liz this year. Um, And then I just kind of go where I like to. Wow. (laughs) Oh, very yeah. cool. Very hey. cool. Yeah. Hey, everyone does things different yeah. ways. And that's yeah, why, that's what, I mean, that's clearly, clearly things are going well for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you definitely sounds like you got a great program. You know, everything sounds good to me. Yeah. Not like, I know, <laughs> not, not like I know what I'm doing, but Hey, <laughs> that's pretty cool. No, yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of very relaxed about it and what I feel like I need, that's what I do. And then when something else pops up, then I fix it. That's kind of how I go about it. I don't go about things with a really strict, like this is the way it has to be, or I'm going to lose my, all my marbles. <laughs> gotcha. How about that? Yeah. So yeah. the, now how much longer do you have in school? I have a year. I graduate February, 2024. 
Gotcha. Don't go a year and then a little bit extra. <laughs> and then are you still, are, so is the plan to just kind of keep living the same life, same at home farm and keep running your business and just build off it? Or, or is there a, a plan after graduation of something different? Um, There's like a lot of different potential plans. I know it's kind of one of those things where you know what you want ultimately, but then from point A to point B is still a little blurry. Um, I'm getting my degree in accounting. So I like numbers. I like remote work. I like working on my computer. I love Excel, all of those kinds of things. Um, and I like the stock market too. So I'm going to dabble a little bit in day trading. Um, and then I, I want to ride horses. That's kind of my main thing is I want to ride horses, but I want to have passive income so that if anything ever happened or, um, like I wanted to take a break from riding professionally, I could, and I had something to fall back onto. Um, but the horses are what I love to do. I love riding in the saddle. That's like my favorite thing. My favorite part of the day is sitting on the horses. Um, I'm very competitive. So I want to, I want to ride on teams. And then because I do the different disciplines, I don't just want to ride on the event team. I want to ride on the dressage team and the show jump team and I want gold medals in all three. <laughs> and then um, I'm doing this stock horse thing now too. So now I want to go to the run for a million and I want to go win that. <laughs> like I want to do a lot of things, but I just got to figure out a way to get from point A to point B. Wow. wow very mm -hmm. cool. Well, hey. <laughs> Sounds like she's on her way. I hey, know, right? You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm exhausted listening to you. So, but that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so the, 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 there's no plan on picking one and, and, and honing it down. And, and our, the plan is to stay in Texas and do all this from, from, from Texas. Um, yes, right now we want to stay in Texas, but we will eventually have a base on the East Coast as well for the eventing. Um, hopefully the calendar would get a little bit more like nailed down so that we could stay there for about four months and get everything done. We needed to, to get done and then come here for the summer, um, rodeo season and the summer, uh, stock course season, and then go back to the East for the fall and get everything we need done in a couple months and then come home for the winter. The winters here are much nicer than winters on the East coast. <laughs> well, Florida's on the East coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Florida's nice, but Florida's south. <laughs> oh, that's south. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, can, I consider so, Texas south. Texas, yeah, is, Texas south. is south. Yeah, Texas is, is south. Yeah. Florida's south or left. Who cares? Well, like Ocala is really far south for like the East Coast. Like when you're comparing it to like the altitude and stuff of North Carolina. And then you go all the way down to Florida. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, the climate changes when you get down here. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. I got you. So lots on the horizons. There's mm -hmm. no, there's nothing ever. We're talking teams, medals. Yeah. No, there's no limitations in my brain. My brain can go as big as I can dream it. And then uh, if you can dream it, you can do it. You just got to find a way. There you go. Well, hey, yeah. God bless you. You yeah. know what? <laughs> The, the, I, I, uh, That's a good attitude to have. An excellent attitude yeah. to have. And and you're talking to the guy who says, hey, the, the, the options are limitless and there's no boundaries and we've reserved the right to uh, to write our own, you know, rules, you know? So mm -hmm. that's cool. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that do a lot 
and and you know like we were just talking um 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 uh oh but we we talk to people all the time and, and people that do they they do lots of different yeah. disciplines and things like that you know so anyway i think that's fantastic and i think it's really cool like you're you're you I mean, you know you're having fun when you take a break from horses, you ride more horses, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I go to hockey games too. That's also a, like a thing I do away from the horses and forget about what else is going on around me. My dad and I, like, that's kind of our thing. We go to the Dallas stars games and we have super, a bunch of friends there that know nothing about horses. And it's really awesome. That's cool. I, don't th- yeah. I think the one thing she's crazy about is leaving the sport that you can make money at. At shows and go to the one that you don't make any money at. But hey, that's another story. You know, I mean, you do, you do the one to pay for the other. There you there go. You. <laughs> do the hobby there to pay for go. the career. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this picture? Come on, Evan. We got to get it together here. We got to get it together. Uh, all right. So, Anna, we're going to play quick fire questions. Quick fire okay. questions. And quick fire questions is brought to you by Red and Goat Equestrian. Get your all weather outerwear by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. Hey, so you know the rules. Five yes. questions, and we judge, or act, I was going to say judge you at the end. We'll She's grade judged. you. Yeah. She's oh, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're grade you at the end. All right. So, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Favorite rider growing up? Oh, this is really good. Um, Boyd, I have to say, because he's the one that got me into eventing. So, probably Boyd. All right. Good answer. He's Could okay. He's yeah, he's all right. Uh, <laughs> favorite event to compete at? Ooh, this is also really good. Um, I loved Red Hills. was always my favorite. But um, I also, I mean, I'm obviously crazy enough. I'm going to it for a weekend and then driving home. So plantation as well. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. What is one thing about yourself that most people don't know? Um, I'm a pretty open book, so pretty much everyone knows everything about me. Um, Hidden talent. Yes. Hidden talent. Anything. Oh, no, I'm like not sporty at all. It's outside of horses. Oh, okay, here we go. I will not snow ski or snowboard at all because when you put your feet in like the board and you have to strap them in, I get claustrophobic and freak out. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good that's answer. That's what we're looking for, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it just took me a while to get there. That's good. Yeah, good that, answer. Yeah, there you that's go. bonus points for... <laughs> Claustrophobia. Any mental illness? We're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What is one favorite thing about the sport of eventing? That's really good, too. I'm not going to go with the cliche answer of like cross country. Um, My favorite thing about eventing is that you can go to anyone for help and they will help you. Um, even if they have no idea who you are, or if you're the running beginner novice and you're talking to a five-star rider, they'll still help you. Good answer. Yeah. Very good answer. Very true. All right. So last question. If you could ride any horse past, present or fiction, who would it be? I think I said Sam last month. 
So I'm going to change it. That way we can get some new answers flowing. Um, I'll say total loss, the dressage stallion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He looks fun. Yeah. yeah. Good. Definitely. Horse. Excellent answers. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, a plus plus. Yeah, very good. With yeah, a maybe. loop. There you go. With a loop on top. <laughs> good job. And a detached hip. I don't even know what that means, but she said detaching hips and detaching, detaching shoulders. What is a detaching shoulder and hip? Okay. Help me out here just a little. <laughs> so that's like a Western slang. So like, you know what? We have English slang and then there's Western slang for the same thing that like there are different words, same concept. So like I told my raining trainer, I was like, oh, we're going to do flat work today. And he was like, what is that? I'm like, it's the raining. You know, we're not jumping anything. So the detached shoulder and detached hip is the same thing as saying shoulder and her haunches in. But like, basically he's saying yield the horse away from your leg. So like if I'm on a 20 meter circle and we want to yield him away from my inside leg, like yield his hip away, he'll say detach his hip. So I just move his hip out of the circle. And then if he says detach his shoulder, I just move his shoulder out of the circle or into the circle either way. Okay. Gotcha. And like we say counter bend and they say counter arc. Huh? So Mm -hmm. she's bilingual. I know. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Bilingual horses, not bilingual, regular people. Oh, Oh, God. That's surprising to me. She sounds like she'd be decent. Hey, what about plantation? It makes you want to travel halfway across the country for. Um, I love the people there. I love the cross country course. Um, and I, okay. So mostly the cross country course for me this time, because my, my horse, he's got one eye. He's only done, he's done a lot of intermediate, but only one three star. So, um, and he did his first two star there actually fun fact. Um, so because he did his first two star there and he went really well, I decided to do the three star there because the course fits him. Um, he's thoroughbred. So the hills fit him really well. Um, he doesn't get tired on them. And then the course is more inviting at the beginning. And I feel like for him, it will make sense the way that they build it up. Um, and like the way they make it more technical as you go will make sense to his brain. And then he just likes the atmosphere. Um, he likes where the stabling is. He gets, he's a thoroughbred, so he gets more tense um, and he gets anxious, especially if the stabling is right there with all of the commotion of the show rings. So he likes that the stabling is further down the hill and like the ring is up higher and you can't really see the horses on the cross country course too much. So all of those factors kind of go into why I like plantation a lot. Um, this horse particularly, it just fits him really well. About that. Yeah, the hill. Mm-hmm. The stabling is down the hill. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's quite the hill. Yeah, it is. It's a good hill on both sides. It's a, yeah. Regardless, you have to go up the hill. Kinda, uh, that's like literally one place where it's like uphill both ways. That's what, that's yes. what it feels like. <laughs> Whether you're going to cross country or back from cross country, somehow it's uphill. Right. And then eventually yeah. it's downhill. But either way, if you're there, you understand what I'm talking about. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. There's a peak. And then everything is yeah. on either side of the peak, basically, mm-hmm. except for show jumping and dressage. Yeah, that's a very yep. nice place. Yeah. Fun fact, Karen and I did uh, oh, goodness. Tough Mudder there. Oh, yeah. They have yeah, Tough Mudder. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they yeah. transform. So anyone who's not local, the Tough Mudder comes in and transforms that 
a lot of the property, not the entire yeah. place, but a good bit. A we good travel bit of it, around yeah. both sides yeah. of that hill uh, doing tough mutters. Alongside a, alongside a five-star rider and Pan Am gold medalist, Boyd Martin. He's there. <laughs> he's just like, he's just the star of this show right now. I mean, his name just keeps coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So Boyd, we didn't weren't in Boyd's group. He was in a group with the Hicks. So yeah. Kate Hicks, Kate five-star Hicks, eventer. Yep. She, she, yep. she, her, her and her husband. And, and yeah. So we had plantations, uh, not we, but in that group, they had plantations course designer was there. Yeah, so, yeah. Very, very cool. It so was a lot of fun. If you, if you go there and you're not from around there, but you're visiting or something, take a look around. You might see remnants of the course, but really it's kind of like they disappear. Yeah. And you can't even tell it was there. So that's and, super cool. Yep. It is really cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, uh, and then so you have eventing, you know, top five star eventers and stuff running it as well. Mm-hmm. So we weren't in that group. They ran, we ran the short loop. They ran the long route. Yeah. So yeah, there was a 5k and a 10k. We did the 5k. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a runner. <laughs> yeah. You don't really have to run. You don't have to run it. There's a lot. Okay. Of, there's yeah. A lot, yeah. There's a lot of walking was, going on. But. I was, I, I was having respiratory issues that day. Yeah. I got some. That's pollen. not a good day to have respiratory issues. No, I, I got some pollen in me, but no in the yard the, the day or two before, and I just could not breathe well. So, I oh. I, I did struggle a little bit with mm-hmm. the hills and all, but mm-hmm. I'll do better next year. I'll take yep. my uh, I, I wear a mask before I mow the yard. Yes. Nobody cares, Karen. Yeah, quit, I know. Quit distracting Move, us. Yeah. Come on, moving along. <laughs> moving along. Uh, so, Anna, do you have any advice for that young rider that wants to make it in this sport? Um, just if you can dream it, you can do it. Just your determination is the only thing that matters. Well, there you go. Yeah, very good. You very can always you can always find a way. Like I'm doing it right now on a one-eyed horse that a lot of people told me could never go past prelim. So well, there's you. always a way. Very That's true. Cool. Yeah. Did, did did your horse lose its eye recently, or like did, has it always had one eye when you got it and everything? Or he's had one eye since he was six. So I bought him with one eye. He's just a freak of nature jumping. So I literally jumped him over one fence and I was like, this one, I want him. Um, I told my mom, I was like, even if he's not a vent horse, we can flip him in the jumper ring because they don't care about how the horse jumps it. As long as it jumps the fence, they don't care. And he's stuck around all nine years. <laughs> wow. So he's mm-hmm. 15, 16 right now? He's 16. Yep. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Well, I yeah. can't wait to see you. I know. I can't wait to see you we there. Will be there. Are you, yeah. And you're running yeah. the, uh, the three star? Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think you should just stay and do the three long at <laughs> Maryland. Yeah. I mean, just. I would. I totally would. But that course is going to be too big for him. I already know. Like confidence wise, he has to, he needs to keep building up to the big course. So like he's going to go to plantation and then he's, and that'll be bigger than River Glen was. And then he'll go to Terra Nova. So it'll be big and in his face, but it'll be flat again. Um, and then he'll go to try on for the three long. So I'm kind of building him up slowly to go to that three long. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You in it's all a mental. It's all mental with him. Like you have to just feel where he's at and know his brain. Interesting. Very cool. Well, you're mm-hmm. definitely an in tune person. I very methodical, and mm-hmm. I like that. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's very cool, Karen. It is. It is very cool. Do you work this plan out? Is this your plan, or is this your coaches telling you this is the plan, or are you or are you in charge of this whole operation? <laughs> I, mean, I find it interesting. Um, you're 22 years old, and you got the you got all the right answers. And I mean that in a in a in a, in a, in a I don't mean that in a condescending way. I, I, I you know I 
I mean, that's sincere. Thank you. Yeah. No, I come up with the plans for all the horses and then my mom checks them and makes like kind of gives me the reality check. Like, okay, this is actually doable. This is not doable. Um, Cause I am a dreamer. Like I, I told my mom, like if I lived like way back in the old days, like Caesar type days, <sighs> I would have been a philosopher, like <laughs> the way my brain works. So sometimes I get a little too carried away. So she has to give me that reality check. And then when I have my plans, um, approved by her, I take them to the trainer of whichever discipline. Um, and then my event trainer here, she always, she's like, well, we'll see how that goes. And then if, as long as the shows keep going well, then she's fine. Wow. How about that? Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, Hey, I think it's fantastic. And yeah. I just, I just, I like to, I, I ask questions cause I'm a curious person and think that yeah you know like that that's a very well thought out plan for mm -hmm. how you're gonna bring your horse up to mm -hmm. to be at the maryland three-star next yeah. year so when we see you there so and i i do my plans about six months at a time so like i kind of go halfway through the year and then reassess gotcha very cool yeah, that makes sense that's awesome yeah we're gonna get to terra nova too that i know very we do beautiful and it's yeah. brand new and it'd be nice to see it it's like sarasota right Mm -hmm. Is it? I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm gonna get there. Let's go. I'm gonna go see some wild hogs. They got wild hogs in Sarasota. <laughs> they got hogs in okay. Texas too. Do you guys have hog ponds where you're from? Yeah, I was driving home the other night and there was a dead boar on the side of the road. Oh, oh. they tear mm -hmm. stuff up. Do you ever have problems with like the footing or anything? Because they, they they root up and all. I don't, because my neighbor has llamas. Uh -huh. And the llamas keep them away pretty good. They're mean little dudes <laughs> with long necks. <laughs> um, and our, like there's a dairy farm around us. So they always kind of get stopped at that line. Like if they're going to kill something, they kill a cow instead of a horse. <laughs> will they wow. kill a cow? They will kill a cow? Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Oh yeah. Those things are mean. They got yeah, little tusks mean. and everything, don't they? Yeah. And like we have a mountain lion too uh, that like is over there. I'm like, why can't one of y'all kill the other? And then we have one scary thing out of the way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And like the rattlesnakes around here, oh, they geez. don't actually rattle because they know that there's wild boars and the boars will attack them. All right. Well, we're not going to Texas. That's we for sure. Where, where do we go over the winter? When we were, we saw, there was a wild boar at the airport in um, uh, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Right in that the airport, like in like the median. Yeah, you saw it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I heard about it. Oh, you like, heard I think it. my oh. nephew saw oh. it. But either way, there's a boar at the airport. I mean, that's crazy. So <laughs> The one thing we don't have, we don't have the black bears that Florida has. Yeah, you know what? It's much safer here where we're I at. Know. Is it? Yes, it's <laughs> okay. safer. We have no... Oh, listen, she just brought up boars. Check. No, we don't have yeah. that. We don't have bears here. Maybe up in PA, like in the mountains. Yeah. We don't have rattlesnakes. No. <laughs> I don't have mountain lions. Fun fact, I have a friend that was attacked by a mountain lion and survived. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for real. Legit. That's she, crazy. Oh, he, and I live on Coyote Lake. Like you can hear the coyotes every night. Wow. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> this is wild. She lives in dangerous know, territory. You need, to, you need to get east. I know. You need to Stat. get over here. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, the other house we were looking at was on Rattlesnake Lane. So I was like, well, coyotes, I think, are better than rattlesnakes. I'd rather, coyotes. I'd rather come across yeah. a coyote. Yeah, you can like pet a coyote and domesticate it. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not. Ugh. Maybe not. 
So yeah. listen, let's uh, let's talk about important stuff like sponsors, supporters. So let's <laughs> let's get to the bottom of this. So you are a professional, and uh, yes, we know that you work with Frankie and Athletics, and they're really good at getting their clients some some great sponsorships. So uh, who do you have behind you over there? I have a lot of companies behind me. I'm really fortunate. Um, I have Forest DA Saddles, Charles Owen Helmets, Farnham. They have just about everything you could think of. They've got shampoo, supplements, huff pack, everything. Um, and then Chameleon Brow Bands, which is interchangeable brow bands, like beaded brow bands that you can change out so you don't have to buy a new leather piece every single time. And then I have a uh, Lick It, like horse toys and treats. Mine love theirs. And then I have Cambox. That's a nice yeah, list. It is. Cambox. Do you share a yeah. lot of videos like of you of you uh at there on course or cutting or whatever whatever you're up to? Whatever you're doing these days. <laughs> whatever I'm doing that specific weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a lot of YouTube videos of uh cross country courses. And then I have um barrel racing videos on my Instagram. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, mm-hmm. Well, that leads to the next question. Yeah. How do people follow along? What's the Instagram handle and, and, and YouTube page? And YouTube. And do you have a Facebook too or no? Yes, I have uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Oh. So all of them you can find by searching AMP Equestrian. Um, my Instagram is the only one that's not just AMP Equestrian, it's AMP Equestrian dot official. There's an imposter. <laughs> you want a dot official you dot want that official. one yes well yes. who knows there might be an amp equestrian that follows us so i'm not going to say they're an imposter just maybe they had that first they might not be anna <laughs> they might not be anna no mm-hmm. they're, they're, yes they're, they're probably definitely not anna yeah so. <laughs> they're yes. not perpetrating your account though they're not a fake <laughs> anna account right Right. No, okay. they had the handle first, so I had to add that dot official. Oh, okay. So you're the oh, swooper. Okay. They're the official. See, no. <laughs> I, had, I had the um, trademark first, so it's Does it trademark? You're trademarked? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. This girl's trademarked. Yeah. Hey, she's serious. <laughs> listen, I'm going to her for stock trips. After we're, after we're, as soon as we took the interview, I'm saying, listen, let's talk stocks. I got, I got the Weibo account going. I'm, are you day trading yet, or are you just looking into it? I got like one of those online program things to learn it from the daily traders. So I haven't gone through it all yet. I've made it through the first like four videos. Um, but I want to do it like that one. There's this one website where you can do it with like fake money and then you can do it with real money after that. So if you lose everything, you're not losing real money. Oh, time to go. Listen, uh, <laughs> Losing that real money like hurts that, too, Dad. or losing fake money hurts too. Uh, the the only well, that's cool. We have a, a little. I don't day trade though. Like I buy stock, mm-hmm. but I don't day trade. Like right. I'm, I'm long. I'm long game. So different, mm-hmm. different animal. But yeah. So good luck with that because I I do not have the stomach for day trading. But <laughs> I think it's very cool, and there's a lot of people that do really good at it. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't have the stomach for it. So you have to have a, a strong constitution to know what you're doing there. So I, I once mm-hmm. you learn how to do it, let me know. Cause I'd like to, we don't do a little bit, you know, make it some of that passive income. Mm-hmm. So yep. I will. Awesome. Awesome. So listen, 
Uh, I think we've covered it all. Karen. I think. We Anna, have. did we miss anything? Are there any t- disciplines that we did not cover in this? <laughs> we have the Icelandics. We talked about Icelandics. <laughs> We're gonna do a Pasofino. You have any Pasofinos in there? I do actually. <laughs> I have a, a <laughs> I have a Pasofino quarter horse cross. Now, does it tap dance or is it what's it? How's it move? <laughs> She's actually an event pony. She's a little Palmino event pony. Wow. Does she do the fan, mm-hmm. the fan, the quick, quick step in, or is, or is that not in her brain? Like when she doesn't want a medium walk, that's what she does. I'm Are like, this s- isn't technically a jig. Oh <laughs> All my four gosh. feet are moving at a different time. Wow. <laughs> Those are crazy. Pesafinos so are, they're really that cool. That is so funny. Tap dancing oh horses. my goodness. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, listen, Anna, we were going to let you get to dinner. Karen was yes. just fantastic. Yeah, this was great. This we was can't, wonderful. we're, we're going to see you in September. We will be. We'll be there. Yes, we will. And sounds uh, great to me. Awesome. So, all right. So our, our good, so our sponsors are going to be there. Yeah. Triple Crown mm-hmm. sponsor and Fairfax and Favor is going to have the, the hat and hair booth yeah. is there. Yep. Yeah. So um, we're going to be there with our sponsors and having a good old time. So And our horse. Oh, and that's right. And our horse. Yeah. So <laughs> we do have a horse. Our horse is competing. <laughs> well, our son with his horse. So, well, we am part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're part owners. Yeah, you'll you'll get to be owners, right? There. We'll be in the owner tent. Mm-hmm. Do we get owner tent? Yeah, we privileges? do. Yeah, we do. Hmm. Okay, I think so. That's if he puts us on the list. And <laughs> I not know. The other owners. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. He well, Anna, we will see you there. Thank you so much, and yeah. best of luck with everything you have going on. It's super exciting to, to follow along your your journey. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to seeing you guys in flotation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and never miss an episode of the Major League Eventing Podcast.